Hello and welcome back to another World Explorers podcast where we take a topic and then build a world around it. Pretty basic concept, but usually relatively complex world. So, as always, I'm Casey and I'm joined by Isaac, who is the propped master. This is the point where you say hello. Fog. 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 That's our theme this time around is fog. What what about fog or is it just fog? Uh well I've got more I got one other thing with fogs. I have mountains. Um so mountains, mountains. fogs. So what I was thinking uh this time around is we would create a world where it's uh all mountains and okay. the mountains are divided and separated from each other by a, an extremely heavy and thick fog that cover that is low to the ground. So we think in like, like frozen like two fro- fog where it pushes you back, or uh, any other movie it's fog mo- where you just can't see. It's just the fog where you can't see. Okay. And um, so they are so uh, the mount uh, so the mount are all separated by this fog where you can't see and the fog is dangerous lad it's dark and spooky and dangerous well it's not and, uh, uh, I don't know most ooh, fog's not dark it's just it's well it's a dark because there's no sunlight well it's a different it's a different type of dark it's like the sense that you just can't see but it's usually white and really bright it, it's just fog and you can't see anything you can't see your hand in front of you ah just um, unless it's dark out, then I guess it is dark and foggy. Well, you could you could see like maybe somewhat in front of you enough to, t- to see where you're going, but you can't see very far. Okay, so we we t- so we can see like our hand. Yeah, we can see our hands. We can see like maybe a. Uh, can we see our foot? Yeah, like I was thinking maybe we could see like a ten foot radius around us. Ah, oh, nah, that's maybe not true. Be twenty. That's not real fog. Oh. That's not the scary fog. That's normal. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Uh, we can see four feet in front of us. Okay, I guess I can go with four. I don't know. I like the idea of blinding um, fog. Anyway, it's a, it's a uh, it's a dangerous forest where dangerous creatures roam about and kill people dangerously, and you <laughs> and uh, these mountains. Have would have different people living on them, and they don't interact on it much because they can't. So, question: What's preventing people from building very long bridges? Well, you got to go into the fog if you want to build support underneath the bridges. No, you just make those really precarious it, rope bridges that you kind of just fling across the other side, and then you pray every time you cross it. You got to have so, you got to have some arm to throw it from one mountain peak to another. How do they do that? Like, I mean, you could maybe harpoon, like with a a <laughs> lot of air pressure, and you just pew with a cross to the other I side. I mean, if we're saying that they have the level of technology, like with new, well, that would just and... that would just be a rope, mind you. That'd be one rope, and then a second rope would go across, and then you would layer afterwards. I'm not saying they're pewing I mean, the entire bridge. The... I was thinking if they have the the technology for pneumatics, they probably have the technology for something like a helicopter. Um, I mean, the catapult came before the helicopter. Yeah, but I don't think... I'm not so sure a catapult could launch from one mountain peak to another. Didn't the harpoon come before the catapult? Maybe a trebuchet... What? Didn't didn't a harpoon come before uh, the helicopter? Yeah, but not with pneumatics. I don't know. That's just an idea. But, like, how how would they be getting the stuff for a helicopter? I mean, they wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just saying, the idea is that they don't have that high... I was thinking that they don't have very, really any technology at all. They have, like, like their most advanced weapon may be a spear. Oh, okay. Um, so the mountains are, aren't are very good with resources? I mean, like, at the mountain peaks, you could totally have, uh, like, resources. Like, maybe some people uh, have started, like, farming... Up there, you could get some ores on the mountain and various things. Uh, but if you go mountain? down the mountain, 
and into the fog. You so can't the fog travel. is like inside the mountain. No, I mean like you climb down the mountain. It's it, it, the fog. I is mean, you can go through the, the mountain. Fog is everywhere in the world. I'm saying the fog is everywhere in the world that is down low. Um, but if you're on the mountains, you can climb high enough that you are out of the fog. So uh, okay. So questions. So let's let's dig a tunnel, and the tunnel goes down through the mountain, right? Does the fog okay. find its way in that tunnel, even though technically that tunnel is not connected to the outside, except through the top part where there's no fog? No, it, the fog would not uh, find its way through there. Okay, so we just make advanced tunnel systems from mountain to mountain. It'll take a long okay, time, but, but you they gotta can do be, it. You'll, you'll be like, that'll take a that'll take a very long time with the technology they have, and you would uh, have to spend have to. Uh, spend a lot of you have to be very very careful with how far you dig and make sure you're going in the right direction because if you poke a hole out the top of um the ground where the fog is rather than poke a hole out the top of the other mountain you've just ruined all of that progress you're saying the fog will just come in and fill it up yeah like it's a very heavy dense fog that'll just sort of like flow into the uh the tunnel that you so, just dug so what's and fill it up. keeping the fog down? Like, what's keeping the fog from just chewing up? It's very heavy. Oh, okay. So it would only like affect the lower levels of the tunnel. Then. Yeah, yeah. What I was thinking was the fog was just so dense and heavy that it doesn't actually ascend upward into the sky. So, I. So how? So why? How is the fog like? Staying, staying high enough in general, like, how does it have any height to it if it's just so heavy it doesn't float at all? I would imagine the same way that clouds can have height instead of clouds all being in the same flat uh, one inch height area. Well, that's just Like being one inch tall in the same other. level. It's not density, is it? It's just they're attracted to each other. I'm not- I don't know how clouds work. I'm not a meteorologist. I mean, I'm not either. But when you're world ben building, you have to pretend you are. Oh. You gotta sound like uh, you Yes, people won't buy it. People won't buy that the fo uh, fog is just dense and it won't go any higher because it's too dense for that. So, people walking through this fog, can they walk through this fog? Yes, but it's dangerous. Well, yeah, d you you can have to elaborate on that soon. But but before that, so well, that's one of the things that I was thinking that we could build on. Yeah, but walk walking through the fog is it? Does it put like weight on you? Does it hit you hard? Are you like weighed down by fog? And no, I this mean, isn't you get a tiny bit, and you might notice when you first enter it. But I think it's just, I think it's the sort of thing that you quickly get used to. So is is. It feels more like uh, going through actual fog, like our world fog, where you just get wet. That's sort of what I was thinking. We could make this fog magic fog and say it um, it weighs down on you the longer you're in it, and Ooh, so uh, magic fog solves the longer all of you're our in issues. the fog. Because <laughs> you just <laughs> like, like once it's, you magic. Say it's magic, you can just throw science out the window. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Let's make this magic fog. Yeah. And you Let's literally okay, so put the weight of the world on So it's our magic fog, and the long, and the longer you're standing in the fog, the more the fog will weigh down on you, which is really bad for these people who live in the mountains. If they want to travel down into the fog, it starts weighing down on them. Now they have to traverse back up the mountain with this fog weighing down on them, heavier and heavier as they go, just to get back home. Yeah, and so does eventually it crush them? No? Uh, you come down I think there? eventually they would probably pass out before they'd be crushed. Passing, okay. Uh, I get. I don't know. I don't I mean, know I think how pressure works. Neither do I. I imagine like what it is, it's, uh, it's putting pressure on their entire body all at once, almost like it's pull it just pulling them to the ground from like... I like feel every part, like you uh, might every start part. feeling it's almost being like gravity increased. Yeah, I think you might feel being crushed before you pass out. 
Yeah, eventually you'll pass yeah, out, like you but you got some pain first. It, but you'd have some pain first, but it's not like uh, somebody smashing you with a sledgehammer or something and breaking no, your bones first. It's more, I think it's more like uh, all of your muscles and organs and everything, they would all be like getting yeah. weighed down. I guess and, it's pro- uh, oh, I guess it's like a make going it hard un- to breathe. It's going underwater when you go underwater and you're increasing your per- pressure. I think eventually you pass out first okay. before you die, but I'm not sure. I yeah, someone would like have that. to check that. And also, yeah, and I was thinking it would be like it would start getting harder to breathe because uh, again, you're also in fog, which uh, a bunch uh, the humidity is pretty high in fog, especially in magic fog, so that would just not help your breathing situation. No, no, I, but mind you, these people would have some good lungs. They live on the mountains. Oh, that's true. So you, I don't think uh, the breathing issue would be that big of a deal for. But then again, I guess humidity is very different from. What's it called when you're just high thin up? air? Yeah, yeah, that thin air. Yeah, I guess those are two different types of. Because I know a lot of people who live in like very humid areas, yeah. and then they go to the mountains and they can't breathe, and vice versa, because it's just, it's I guess different muscles in the lungs. I don't know, but they're different. I don't know how many times we have to say this. We're not scientists. Uh, every time, but we're story writers. We're sh- world. How many creators. episodes? Uh, how many episodes have we said? Like, how many times have we done this and had to say we're not scientists? Not as much as I thought we would, to be honest. Uh, there's been a few times where we had to say we're not psychologists. Uh, uh, a few times where we said we weren't like some other specialized fields, but you know. The only thing I have professional training in is literally writing. So, that's that's all I've got for you. Anyways, let's creatures, fog creatures. Okay, so I was trying to think of what uh, we could create as creatures that would live in the fog. And we could create these creatures based around the fog, or we could create these creatures to be more like um, real life sort of creature similar to how we had before with uh, the world with the um, no sun where you had a bunch of blind creature creature like everything uses echolocation yeah um so we could have something similar to that idea so which route should we go down maybe we'll go down both yeah I mean my first thought was creatures or my first thought when you uh, you said fog creatures was, you know, in Minecraft, the phantoms, but like, yeah. or, but like white, and they could see through the fog, and they fly on the flo- fog, like, that's why they don't go above the fog, is because they can use the fog to, like, fly through. So that's why they stay within the fog and not go Oh, so the fog is almost like, uh, like, they swim through the fog like a fish swims through water. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why they're not affected by, like, the pressure or anything, like, the humans are. It's, like, it's definitely, I feel like this is an awful, yeah, this is an awful lot like, uh, uh, deep water. So, think, this, this environment's like deep water, except we have air, (laughs) is the only difference, is it's deep water without the water. Deep ocean, I guess I should say. Except it's not just the further down you go, the heavier... Uh, things become, it's the longer you stay down there, the heavier yeah. things become. Yeah, but it's, the creatures work the same way, kind of, and like how they survive, and they can float along the fog and stuff like that, but visibility is, well, uh, in deep ocean, visibility sucks as well, because it's dark. So, you know, it's it's very similar to that, except not. But if you want to research how, like, scientifically this could work a bit better and the effects it have, my suggestion would be to do research on deep oceans and, like, the effect that has on the human body and how animals interact in it. Just just if you want to yeah, sound wanna, smarter in your writing. If you want to write this book, uh, just look at, um, just look up how deep oceans work and what it's like living under them. Yeah. What type of creatures you can get? Uh, Although I don't think also, this I'm world sorry for having no energy this episode. None of us have any energy. I'm melting. I can't. It is a, late. <laughs> I can't have a fan on, and it's like 80, 90 degrees, and I'm in a house with no air conditioning. I'm melting. So. 
But that's that. That's my excuse. Isaac is it's late, but we're gonna power through this anyways because we're committed to this. Uh, what other creatures? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It sounds like I'm torturing you. It's just like we have to make I- this podcast no matter what. Uh. Anyways, uh, so what 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 else have we got? We've got the the phantom like creatures, which I think are fun. Which I would be hard. Well, to what do the phantom like creatures do? Because all we have is one characteristic, which is it through, it swim through fog. We need well, to build a lot more. Are well, they, they can see through the uh, fog. And I asked, yeah, are they? I think the thing, how you know they're there is that like their eyes kind of glow slightly. So you just get those, you know, uh, classic horror movies where it's just the eyes being seen seeable. What's just color see- eyes? Uh, I am thinking, I want it to be too obvious. I imagine yellow. I, I don't know, I was thinking blue was my thoughts. Just because blue feels more ghostly. Yeah, so that way it's still kind of hard to see. Because these are creatures that come out of nowhere and just... I can't, I was about to say rip you to shreds, but they, I don't think they'd have claws. I, I imagine them attack. looking like stingrays, yeah. and uh, they, they're sort of flat, but when they open up their uh, their mouths, they're like, um, they're, it, it's not that they have a top jaw and a bottom jaw with teeth, it's they have one round circular jaw, and maybe they when they uh, run towards you, they start doing this uh, like barrel roll, and their teeth start like, so that... Uh, they start spinning towards you so that their teeth can shred through you. That sounds bloody and gruesome. Like, really bloody and gruesome. Uh, just one, one quick... I'm trying to come... I'm just trying to come up with something unique. Yeah. Just, uh, just <laughs> one, one, quick, one quick detail about the fog that we need to establish real quick. Mm-hmm. So, is this pressure mental or is it actually, like, physically happening? Like, are they... When people die, are their bodies just literally crushed into nothingness? Or is it just all in their head and they just die? I think it would be more interesting if it was, like, all in their head. Yeah, I think so. Plus, that gives the creatures, like, we can do more with creatures and stuff. Because they're just not affected by the fog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just and if you can come up with some sort of thing to block out the uh, fog, um, it wouldn't Air affect your mind. Underwater. Oxygen tanks. Oxygen tanks. Uh, <laughs> mask. Put on a helmet. Just put on uh, a mask. Uh, filter it through. I don't think uh, a mask, a simple mask, would be enough. You need like a gas mask. Yeah. Or those really, yeah, those really creepy ones. Well, it could still get into your ears. I think it's oh. like you would need a full-on, like, astronaut suit for this. Can it get through your skin, <laughs> too? That Is that suit? what we're saying? It's just absorbed, in general, through every every opening? I, that's what I was thinking. Like, if there's an opening, it's gonna find its way in. Like, if, you, actually, if your ears are not covered, it can seep in through your ears. That Eyes, makes me think nose, that it could mouth. almost seep through, like, rock and stuff, so tunneling almost wouldn't work, because you create a tunnel and you hit that lower level, and then it just starts seeping into the tunnel. That just well, seems if there was, um... Me, I'm not sure if, uh... I don't think that it could get through, um, rock and dirt and stuff quite as easily as it could a human's body. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's a it's an idea that could be played with. Do we can we have messenger hawks and that's how you know there's other people? Like other people in other mountains? I mean, I think you could probably spot the other towns, but yeah, you could totally train messenger hawks and then that could be a form of communication. It could also be a form of trade, like for yeah. small objects. Yeah. Nothing nothing major though. I mean it depends. We could give them giant birds. But then again, then they'd have no reason to Another go to the fog. Another creature that we like. could uh, create. Yeah, but then they have no reason to go to the fog. Do we want to give them a reason to go to the fog? I mean, if you want a story, you gotta give them a reason to go through the fog. Because giant birds, they could uh, train to fly and stuff, just means people are flying from one mountain to the other. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that could be a normal I think that we might want to stick with hawks. Well, I mean, we could still have that, and then, like, the reason that someone's in the fog is because they, like, fell off, or they had an accident or something, instead of they needed it to get to the other the other side. What so. if there's a legend? Like, some ancient 
legendary thing that is located inside of the fog that would send someone after it. And we're, we're heading more towards a storytelling realm, the yeah. world-building realm at this point, but... Yeah, they're one in the yeah, same. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay well, with worlds, that. Worlds are built on stories, so... I mean, uh, it'd be cool if the item was actually something that could remove the fog or control it. So, a villain-like character would want it so they could bring the fog up and, like, use it to kill people. And then a hero-like character would want it so they could remove the fog from the lower levels and start ex having the people expand, you know, because overpopulation, especially when you're limited to mountaintops, would probably be a thing. More farmland. Yeah. Plus, who knows what plants and animals could be, like, used and tamed if, if the fog wasn't there. Mind you, the poor uh, stingray fog creatures would then go extinct because they live on the fog, but you know. Oh yeah, they'd immediately die, but nobody likes them when they're like, they've got these like spinning teeth blade thingies coming oh, at you. Oh come on, there's um, always those animal activists lies. who are like, oh no, we can't do that. I, I'm sure they would have like a fog zone where they just limit the fog and those creatures <laughs> would just, they can stay there. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what extent this, uh, this thing would have. Okay. So, what does the um, thing that controls the fog look like? Like, is it a sword? Is it a staff? Is it a music box? We is always it, go with our favorite um, item, the stone. Just another stone. We just... always go with stones and crystals, though. That was my joke. Let's go with something else. That was a joke. It was a joke. That... I said, let's go with our favorite okay. stone. No, it was a joke. Um, okay, so what kind of thing would I don't know. What controls control fog? Well, there is uh, this thing called um, a weather rock. Well, we we said no stones. No. <laughs> I know, but that's just what came to my mind. I was like, okay, what? Uh, my second thought was like a crystal ball because they have like foggy things. But then I'm like, wait, that's a crystal. We can't do crystal. And we've already done crystal balls in the past. Yeah. But like, I was sitting there thinking, okay, what is associated with uh, weather that is low technology? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a rock. It is a rock. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, off topic, but have you ever seen those signs where they just put a rock on a string and they say, this is how I tell my brother, it's like, if it's wet, it's raining, if it's dry, it's sunny, if it's, uh, and, and then it has this, and always the last one is, if the rock is gone, it's a tornado, and you should run. <laughs> you should hide. Yes, that is, that is a weather rock, that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like that, that is a weather rock. Yep. Should we just make it a rock? That's a low technology. We should just accept that it should be a rock. And just accept it. But we can make it like a cool see-through rock which has like fog inside it. So it's not quite... It's not a normal rock. Maybe it's like a rock that um can contain fog. But and it then does, also disperse but it? But it can only contain... Maybe so, uh, And also disperse it. Like if yeah, it's a hole there, you can open and close. I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. At which point, maybe it shouldn't be uh, a rock. We could go with a clam. Ooh, clams. Fancy. Do cl a, a clam with maybe a pearl inside, and then that pearl... Contains the ...is fog. like... Yes. In a I mean, that goes with the, the sea creature theme we've been going with. Yep. And, like, maybe it would be, like, in a pond or something. Uh that's in the center of the fog and uh you'd have to journey to the center of the fog and then go under the water and, and find it and then you could control the fog so what would happen though if you took like a clam out of the water because clams die out of the water it's a purple magic clam yeah i imagine that's like a pinkish purple color why pinkish purple also, if my audio is changing, it's because I got a hamster, and yeah, just letting people know. Anyways, because magic. Because it's a magic clam, and other than that, I don't know. I, I just, for some reason, imagined it as a pink and purple clam. Okay. Maybe I played too much Mario. I don't know. 
I mean, probably, but uh, okay. We have a pinkish purples clam, and that's the quest item. Let's go back to animals in the fog realm, because so far all we have is the scary blade stingray things. Well, now we've got um, this uh, water pool thingy True. that um, I would assume there would be some sort of dangerous creature guarding uh, some sort of water-based dangerous creature that would be guarding the clam. What would yeah. that be? Oh, I mean, my thought was giant squid, but maybe that's a little too cliche. And I think this pool should be smaller. Especially than for that. a pond. Yeah, especially I mean, for yeah. A pond. I was thinking the first thing that came to my mind was oh, um, oh, you know, electric eels. Oh, that's fun. But you know how a uh, um, the goblet of eternal life or whatever it's called from King Arthur. You know how there's like yeah. eighty of them. And it's not. There's a bunch of them. Of no, so in in the legend, you come into a room and there's a bunch of them, and only the one who's like worthy and true can drink from the right goblet. And if you do, you get eternal life. All the others po are poisonous and kill you. We could do that, both clams. And if you open the clams, some of them like spit poison at you or something. And there's just a bunch of the same looking clams, and then it's just the chosen one compared to the right one. What if um the the chosen one gets the clam that can uh, absorb and disperse fog, but anybody else will get the clam that absorbs humans? That is dark and morbid, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like it would just like imprison these people in the in the clam until the chosen one comes along and frees them. Well, does the chosen one want to free them? Because that could be book number two. Because not all the people going after this clam are going to be nice people. And all these people were like, Oh, yay, all these people are gone because they went after the clam and they're idiots. Now all of a sudden they're free and now it's like, Ah, oh, the fog may be gone, but new problem. Okay, maybe they're just absorbed and die. I mean, but so I like I books too. Uh, but, 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 you know, multiple books is always a good thing. Don't eat mine. Not always a good thing, but sometimes. It can be. It can be, Look, yes. there's a book two possibility here, depending on where you want to go here. We got a multi-book series here. Or yeah. a one-book series, depending on what you want to do. There's options. Options are always good. Some things are better left without sequels. And some things are better with sequels, well... Yeah, some things are, indeed. So, it depends. A lot of the Disney uh, classic sequels I could use as examples of you, you should have left well enough alone. Look, and there's a few which I could say, you know what, it, the sequel's just as good. Absolutely. Mind you, those are fewer than the ones that were trash, but you know, there are a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're okay. really creepy. So, so we have the clans, and there could be electric eels in there just for, for spice. Do the electric eels have fangs and then they bite down on you and electrocute you so long as the fangs are embedded in your skin? I mean, that's more fun than just the entire water is electrocuted and the chosen one's just sitting there like, nope, not putting my hand in that. Uh, dip, dip, nope. <laughs> okay, so we have that. Uh, so, speaking of this, a chosen one, how, how, how are they surviving the fog? So, it's a mental state, kind of, right? So, is there a way to, like, yeah. mentally get through it and that's... How is this how is this fog weighing people down? You know, there's like a physical aspect, but is it like with words, with sayings? Is it just insulting you the whole time, making you depressed, giving you pounding headaches because you want to cry and curl up in the corner and die, and then some people actually do? Like, how, what, what are we doing with this fog? Well, I'm thinking, for one, it, uh, it makes it harder to breathe that we yeah. established, and then... Also, um... So is hallucination maybe, on the table? I, I'm down with hallucinations. Hallucinations. You see strange stuff in the fog. Yeah. Okay, so we have hallucinations, struggle of breathing, uh, the ch pressures of the chosen one, uh, flying razor things after you, you finally get there and then you have to pick the right clam and... There's these eels there that would love to just bite you and fry you and then eat you. Uh, what's next? Um, hmm. 
How about people who have managed to find a way to live in the fog? People who can... So, how would how would those... those would they be, like, insane people? Just mentally broken to the point where uh, they didn't die from it, but, like, they don't really function? I mean, I, we could totally have that, but I was also thinking about uh, people who have managed to just mentally overcome the fog. Okay. So what does like, it, it like a mind over matter, almost, but not quite. It's more like mind over mind. Yeah. Mind over fog. Like, they... Mind over fog, yeah. Like, they are able to, to keep... They're basically clearing their head of brain fog. <laughs> they're, uh... They're making sure that their mind is always focused and clear and, um... So opposite and, of uh, insanity and just giving in. Yeah, perhaps they've uh, learned to like block out um, hallucinations or ignore them to the point where like like they don't affect them. Yeah. Uh, or maybe there's some kind of uh, plant that grows in the fog that if you were to um, eat it or turn it into a tonic or something, you could use that as sort of a. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna say antidepressant for fog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that could be an interesting thing, like, a character is brought down by this and then rescued by the fog people. Yeah, and maybe these fog people, they have that antidepressant fog herb, and they give it to this person, but they don't usually use it themselves because they've spent so long there, they've learned to overcome the fog without using it. But it helps. But they know that for people who don't usually spend their time in the fog, this is a good way to sort of get them out of that bad mental state. And then while they are have their mind clear, they can teach the main character to live in the fog. So I'd imagine that would eventually lead to children being born in the fog. So what effect would, like, physically, mentally, and all that stuff would that have effect? on like children who know nothing about the fog like can they live outside the fog or do they eventually become like the uh our uh, stingray creatures in the sense that without fog they did like almost like uh the fog becomes their oxygen their air they need it to breathe <gasps> yeah what if when you die in the fog you become a stingray creature oh <gasps> that sounds cool and slightly creepy, but I kind of like it. I mean, that's interesting for the people living in the fog. Do they then send all their elderly people up to the mountains and be like, uh, go die up there? <laughs> not here. Uh, like, all their elderly and sick, they're just like, uh, ain't, nope, not staying down here. You go out there. We don't need any more of these creatures. Or is uh, it only... This is reminding me of Grandma's Elevator. We don't, yeah, well, this is slightly different in the sense that we're <laughs> exiling Grandma instead of saying, I'm sorry, Grandma, we don't want to live in your memories. It's different, different, <laughs> it hurts, they both hurt, but in two different ways. Yeah. Um, one is, they're both, like, sort of being rejected, though. Yeah, but, like, one, it's just, like, Grandma, I don't want to die. The other one's, like... Grandma, we know you're about to die, and you can't die near us with us. And is yeah, I can it? Live on the mountaintops. Well, but the thing. Is, so actually, does this create a thing where we're we're gonna go completely different from what you were thinking, where the youth live in the fog and the elderly live in the mountaintops, or like the sick, the blind, like those who look like they die quickly are exiled and they live in the mountains. Meanwhile, the young and healthy live in the fog. Mm. I mean, maybe, what if, um, what if what it was, was not many people lived in the fog, uh, to begin with? I mean, I would rather live on a mountain where I can see everything, have a beautiful view, and rather than in a place where I can't see what's right in front of my face half the time. Yeah, um, that's fair. Also, if, I guess they would was, die a lot. Okay, how about, so, stingray people, how about they, you only become a stingray if you had succumbed to the fog or had been killed by the stingrays, things. Otherwise, I like that idea, but I also did come up with, okay, yeah, I, say, I also came up with uh, a story idea okay. where if um, the elderly were exiled to the mountains, maybe there's like one or two mountains where they usually go up 
and they climb and they hang out and they die and those people are aware of them but what if somebody went to a different mountain to die and live the rest of their life uh and and uh, this is somebody who comes out of the fog to a village that doesn't ever get villagers or doesn't ever get visitors okay. and isn't even aware that people are living in the fog and so when this person shows up out of nowhere it's like hi guys like where did you come from the fog how did you survive the fog and uh then this person starts telling stories about the fog and what life is like there and then maybe gives the story of uh the clan and the chosen one and all this and that gives um that prompts the uh main character to go down and be like i'm gonna go on an adventure now so okay because so now we, that i know that need... it's possible to live in the fog i want and i've heard these stories i want to experience it myself okay we need some pros to living in the fog at least like one or two because right now which there are none like there's no reason well there's more open area um i imagine it's uh is the food tastier good for i imagine like the food is it's like there's more farmland area uh more access to wood, although it would probably be kind of hard to get a fire going in the fog. <laughs> just, just, just um, but you could still build uh, buildings and stuff. I imagine hunting is more common. Okay, what are uh, they hunting? Do you let's, get meat? let's go back to animals, like I keep trying to, and then we get distracted with other things, like we do. Uh, but what what are we hunting? What's for dinner? The elderly. Uh, former elderly. Uh, yeah, hunting this thing. Well, I'm hoping to create new new animals. New. Well, all we've got are the stingrays. Okay, so maybe something a little bit more meaty? peaceful. Maybe something more like a deer. Um, a bit meaty, but still like fits with the fog theme. Maybe something that's uh, still like produced by the fog, kind of like the things are the those who died what would these creatures that they hunt to eat be like representing in the fog okay so i came up with um i i just came up with a, a fog based um creature where imagine it's sort of like a glowing yellow pixie or whatever but it um transforms that's like blowing around uh, flying around through the fog it will eventually like transform into a uh, maybe a more deer-like creature by just sort of absorbing the fog around it, pulling it all together to form a solid, actual so like our puffs. creature, kind of like the puffs, but, but not how, quite. But how how does it turn meat? How does how does fog turn to meat? Magic. Fair. I I knew and, you were uh, gonna say. And my it, uh, my yeah. idea was my idea was that uh, these things. Would, would usually be flying around in like their glowing pixie-like form or whatever. They, they wouldn't actually look like pixies, just you know, like a glowing ball of light or something. Yep. And yeah. then yeah. Um, when they pull the fog together and they form an actual physical creature, that's when like maybe they'll start grazing on grass or something, and they can uh, be killed. Otherwise, the light bulbs are babies. as they're out. Uh, what? They're the babies. Like the little light forms are their babies, and then as they eat plants and stuff, they they grow up. To be huntable. So they go as they grow up. They go from being light forms to more deer-like. Yeah, creatures. they just grow up. They're like the larvae. Maybe, but and maybe and also you know they how don't seem like the same animal at that point. Well, I does a tadpole seem like a frog? That's true. Plus, but plus, you fair. know how like a lot of babies have a. Uh, they tend to look like dangerous creatures to like protect themselves. These little babies could should be like light blue, like the phantom's eyes. So you don't uh, have so the baby. Like when you see one, you stay away because you're not sure if it's a phantom or if it's uh. Yeah, um, and that way the fog creatures. Let me come up with names for these things. We okay, are so terrible at names. Okay, so we need, we at least need to come up with some sort of. A, name so that we don't call them deer creature and minecraft phantom fair uh, uh stingray thing we need to okay so the uh, flying stingray phantom things. should just be a fog, fog rays they're fog rays how creative i don't do <laughs> names ever um just, look we do the basic names and one of these days we'll get 
listeners who will give us suggestions, hint, hint, on better names. Uh, uh, and then the <coughs> the deer larvae, I, I mean, we could call them frog deers, just to represent, like, what they do. <coughs> How they start tadpole like creatures. Just for our sake, so we, we know for a fact that they're fog deer. When we say fog deer, we'll know exactly what we mean. If we were to say that was the name, no one would be able to guess that what we're actually talking about is a little light creature that then transforms into deer by eating grass and things. But, you know. But I do feel like they're kind of like frog, frog deer. Fog gliders? Fog gliders? I mean, they're not gliding. They're swimming. I, was, I almost said like fog striders or fog walkers. Yeah. But they don't walk or stride. They're I mean, swimming. the babies float through the air like this, like our, uh, I already forgot what they're called. Uh, fog rays. I mean, I was talking about like this, yeah, I was like the fog rays I was thinking would be called like fog gliders, but they're not gliding. Can it, just stick with fog rays? Swimming. We spend too long on names and they always end up trash okay. anyways. So, yeah. Fog rays. Yeah, and so then the, the deer-like creatures. I was, I was calling um, them uh, fo- frog deers to represent the fact that they start out as to- tadpoles that uh, float around in, like like tadpoles do, where they start out in water. These these creatures start out in the fog, like floating around, kind of like the the fog rays do. And then as they grow up, false they, rays. They, they become like what? False rays. False. Because they look like fog rays, but they're not. Only the babies False do. rays. Okay, you know what we can go the with. Ba- the babies do. I don't know. Um, would they lose their, uh, their glow? Like, their, would their eyes also be the same as the fog rays, or would that be too difficult? Also, uh, wouldn't confusion come if you called them fog rays like, and false rays? Glow. Okay, yeah. So that way they're easier to hunt, I guess. Right, I was thinking that maybe, okay, How about, um... Mist something. Misty deers? Mist. No. Misty deers, maybe. Can we just Mist go with it? walkers? Sure. Uh, anything to move on. Mist walkers. Okay, we've got okay, our fog so, rays and mist walkers. And then the eels, we'll just call them... They're just eels. There's, eels, there's nothing really special about but them. But with fang. Yeah. And then the clams, just, just the clams that suck human souls, but they don't need a special name. And then we have our messenger birds. So far, that's what we got living here. Okay, uh, uh what else can we do? I, I don't know. You tell me. Why don't we build the villages a little bit? We haven't focused on them at all. Okay, so let's start with the, the mountaintop villages, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've done a little bit of uh, building in the fog, but we haven't done any on the mountains other than messenger birds. Yeah, they got messenger birds. So they know about each other. They know about, like, other mountains. They can send messages. Uh, you can have suppressing love lives where you fall in love with your pin pal and stuff. And yada yada, but you never see each other. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Look, that's just something that happens. You can't help it. Uh, and, um, I t- this got schools, I assume, and a language, I guess, and... Maybe that was something fun in the oh, early days. Oh, it'd be kind days. of hard. Where, it'd be kind um, of hard to develop a language if if you're trying to send a message to somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Maybe that was something fun in the beginning. Was uh, they had to translate each other's messages, and eventually they figured it out. But it took time, and you know, they had to send like pictures. Like it, it started out with flashcards, where they sent like a picture or something, and then like their word for it, and then they'd send the flashcard back with their word for it. And then it's just a bunch uh, of All right, and then eventually you get like a full blown dictionary and you know, you're fine. But <laughs> yeah, it started slow, but it, communication was established because you know, we thrive on communication and interaction, so we would do it. Human Humans would find a way. Uh, crop wise, can we have some fun crops that grow on like mountainsides, kind of like mushrooms grow on trees? Like these crops do that to like mountain cliffs? I mean, there are mountain. Uh, I believe you can find mushrooms growing on the sides of mountains. That's there we go. We got some food we got some fun food sources which grow on like mountain cliffs faces. So But note that my knowledge my knowledge of mushrooms growing on the sides of mountains is from Zelda, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> I'm taking that with a huge grain look, this is a fantasy world. That's good enough. 
That's all we need for proof that it can be done. At least believably in a fantasy world. Okay. So. What is the favorite food of these messenger hawks? Let's give them a fun favorite food that can be common that they co- uh, they like to like to eat that uh, maybe um, humans like to eat as well. Kind of like how horses eat oats, but then we can like cook oats in a way that we eat them. Uh. I don't know what that's where my mind went. But that's where it went. Uh, tree. Let's, Let's get a tree fruit. And it's also the okay, nesting place of the hawks. So they nest in these trees, and the trees produce a fruit what that they really like. What color is fruit? What color is the fruit? Something appetizing. I mean, appetizing like, I feel color. like whatever the fruit is, it'll be kind of named after the bird, because that tends to be what happens. So whatever the birds so end up being... So hawk fruit? Well, well, whatever. The birds might have a different name and have different traits, but, you know. Uh, the fruit would be similar to the... Uh, and I, I don't know, what hulk's like something, a fruit that kind of has a meaty texture to it, if that makes, yeah? A meaty texture to a fruit? Yeah. Because hulk's like meat. So it's a fruit that kind of, when you're eating it, you're like, I feel like I'm eating meat, but I'm not, I'm eating a fruit. But it tastes juicy and, well, so does meat a lot of times. It tastes sweet and... It's a sweet uh, sl- Yeah, it's it's a sweet and more juicy than meat. Yeah, but it when you're chewing it, it feels like you're... To your jaw, it feels like you're eating, like, steak or something. Like, you gotta cut this off with a fork and knife. This isn't a let's bite into it thing. I mean, I just bite straight into steak. I do fine. I have a very weak jaw, so that doesn't happen. Ah. To the I can't eat um, steak like I physically just can't. Oh, yeah. Uh, good to know if um I, if you're ever over for dinner and uh, making steak. There are some I can like the really soft kind, but most steak is just like. If you spend a very it. long time cooking it, yeah, you can get a soft. Because like it's the same thing with carrots. I can't chew normal carrots. They have to be the not even like baby carrots, but the petite baby carrots or carrot chips for me to be able to chew it. Like I, it's a it's a serious issue. Like I have people. Re- I've gone to dentists and they look at my jaw and they're like so you want us to break your jaw for you so you can start chewing food because you look like you can't chew food properly and I'm like you're right but it's not that big of a problem to me to have my jaw broken for like six months so I'll pass but yeah okay yeah okay uh from that depressing note uh I guess we can do like one last little thing before we end off uh one last thing for these village people hmm or maybe not. Maybe we just end it what here. What kind of clothes do they? Ooh, clothing. Oh yeah, they need clothing right them. That's that's a good point. Do do they have like a sheep like animal? Do they have cotton? Or or they, they might have a sheep like animal, or they might have a cotton like uh, plant. Uh, let's give them a sheep like animal because that's more fun. Also, I feel um, like they're very close to their hawks, and they wait. They wear their feathers. Like feathers, they should. Probably, like, but feathers I feel like feathers. Well, for like decorative purposes, I feel like feathers are very important. They're, they're more like jewelry. Also, a thing like to note. Like you can note, wear jewelry, yeah. but it's not proper clothing. Also, a thing to note, like food and culture and clothing, that can change mountain to mountain. Like if you want, you could have completely different cultures in each mountain, because they are they're separate yeah. cultures. So. So, like, this person comes up out of the fog to the, to see this uh, village for the first time, and people are like, whoa, what kind of clothes are you wearing? What material is this? This is what we call cotton. Whoa! What are you wearing? We just got boring old feathers and wool. Wool? Question mark? What? Yeah. What is wool? <laughs> For all you know, you could have someone wearing like a scale-like thing. Like you could, you could have some diversity. So, but I, I think that's where we're gonna end it today. This one's definitely one that can be expanded on a lot more. But I think we oh, made, we made a good went start. Into what the uh, deer creature looks, uh, the deer-like creature looks like, other than deer-like. It's a, it's a deer-like. Let's creature. make it gray. 
I mean, I feel like I it needs to blend dark, into the fog. It needs to blend into the fog. It's its only hope. <laughs> it's a dark, dark gray, and I say we give it long hair. Okay. Um, cool. Oh, that way they like can use fish. it for clothing! Yeah, they could! I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking aesthetically-wise. But yes, they could also use that for clothing. Look at that, solving all the world's problems. <laughs> this world's not ours. Yay! <laughs> but I like this world. I just I wish I had more energy to make it. Yeah. I kind of wish I uh, saved this world for another day. Uh, well, one I had another world, world that I was... Con yeah, I had another world that I was considering, but I w and I chose this one because I didn't have enough energy, but this one turned out so well, I wish I had more energy to make it more exciting sounding. I, I think people can catch on to the excitement. Let's not undersell our energy level. It, this, was, this was just a more okay. chill podcast. We were a lot calmer. I, uh, I, I'm sure yeah. my audio is not the best, but it's because my hamster's racing about, and I'm making sure she's not jumping off into something. So... I have yeah. to keep this one took us going. a while this one took us a while to get started because in the beginning uh, you were having some slight trouble with you trying to figure out how the fog works and how you can dig a tunnel underneath the fog and then I'm just like it's magic fog just hand wave it with magic it's like there problem solved <laughs> yeah but it's still something important you gotta establish is how the main thing about this world functions because if you don't know how that functions then the rest of the world like who cares what it does it's gonna get it's it you don't want it's not stable if you don't have the core mechanics established but magic gonna, nobody understands it yeah well you can still understand magic magic's just things we don't understand yet so on that fun note we're gonna say goodbye to our foggy foggy world and you can join us next week with yet another world with another prompt which apparently Isaac has been holding on to for like four weeks now so should be a good one we're hyping you up for it <laughs> it better Yay. be a good one you've hyped me up for it so we will uh, yeah we will see you then bye